This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey! Happy Saturday morning, you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope your weekend is off to a wonderful start. But I can't get your answers right now. So let me check in with the most important person in the room, Will Darkens. What's happening? Let's go, Masters Week! If you were in a band, would you be the hype man? Would you be the Flava Flav? Would you be that guy for Prodigy that just ran around dancing that didn't have an instrument? Didn't even play the cowbell. I will tell you this. If I were a band member in Prodigy, I would like to be the clinger. Now, I'm every, sorry, the what now? Every band's got a clinger, which is the dude that he's there. You're not quite sure what he does. Yeah. He's helping out with some equipment sometimes. He's not quite a roadie. Yeah. But he's just kind of there doing drugs, drinking, and hanging out with the guys. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Prodigy right there, dude. I would have hung out with those guys in the 90s so hard. Oh, you were saying if you were going to be a uh, useless band member, That's Prodigy correct. would be the band that That's you correct. would be the useless band member for. That's they correct. had a guy that just ran around dancing. See, I wouldn't even want to do that. I don't know. He's pretty good at it. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm sure the drugs were great because that guy just ran around just... <laughs> Boy, I love Prodigy. I still do. Do you? When yeah. was the last time you put on Firestarter and just went, dude? Oh! Fat of the Land. Look I, at Fat of the Land. That album. Yeah. I, I got to look back at the Wikipedia page. There's some insane statistic about it that, like, I think it was Metacritic or some website had done this aggregate like study of what uh, what albums had been sampled the most. Sure. Ten years after their release in popular music. Okay. Because that's. Done now. Pretty much after the year 2000, popular music just went back really far and was like, can I sample this? Can, cool. Can we just, uh, real quick, popular culture starting do, doing that in 2000s. When was the last time they made, like, you saw a release of three original movie ideas that weren't like, we're trying Scooby-Doo again. We're also going to remake uh, Dumb and Dumber again. Oh, we're dude. also going to... Hands off Scooby-Doo. What? Cinematic art. Yes, yes, we know. But Freddie Prince Jr. Let's go. let's let's be honest let's though. Go. Once we hit the 2000s, it was just like, can we remake this? Can yeah. we make that? Let's make Ocean's Eleven. You know what? That was a pretty good remake. Let's do 12, 13, 8 for some reason. Well, that one had ladies in it. I know, but why'd they have to go back to eight? They couldn't find 14 women in Hollywood that they could pay money to get in front of the camera. Not not for that role. I yeah. mean, you'd be I think after 10, you'd be kind of Hard press. You'd be throwing Bette Midler in there. Um, and what's wrong with that? You know, maybe like Condoleezza Rice Are you, should wait. be in a few scenes. <laughs> wait, who is in that movie? How many can you name? I I think Sandra Bullock is in that movie. Ooh, I don't know. All right, here we go. That's Ocean's 8. Is that correct? Ocean, I've, yes, I've never I've never seen it. Julia Roberts is in the original Ocean's 11. So is Catherine Zeta-Jones, maybe? You also find out that Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts in the entire series in one of those movies. She is Julia Roberts. Yeah, it's 
Wait, what? It, it gets stupid. Yeah. Well, I think I've seen. I I think I've only seen Ocean's Eleven. Oh. And not the original, which is like the Rat Pack. All but right. The original <laughs> remake. Yeah. You ready? A, yes. Here we go. Go ahead and try to name the cast of the Smash 2018 hit. It's Ocean's Eleven. I'm going to go with Sandra Bullock. Is she in there? Show me Sandra Bullock. Yeah, okay. All right, I got that one. Is Julia Roberts, does she make an appearance in that one? Oh, all right. You said somewhere in the series. I wasn't going to guess that, but then you said that she revealed that she was Julia Roberts the whole time. Uh, I don't know. 2018. Uh, give me uh, Cameron Diaz. Show me Cameron Diaz. Ah, womp womp. Uh, Lucy Liu. Anybody else from Charlie's Angels? Drew Barrymore? Do we have Lucy Liu up on the bar? Oh, man. That's... Wow, you have named one. Yeah, I know. I, again, did not see the movie. Anne Hathaway? <laughs> Show me Anne Hathaway. Hey, really? Whoops. There we go. Oh, how about that? Jeez. Uh, Who else is in that popular... Uh... Smash it. Yeah. It's made a, a lot of money. I, I have no idea. Who else was in the movie? <laughs> I give up. Uh, you got Helen Bonneman, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling okay. was in there. She's delightful. I don't know who the other one is. Is Helen? Who is it? H- Helen Bonneman. Now, uh, Not- Helen Bonneman Carter. Okay, sorry. yeah, yeah. Helen yeah. Bonham Carter. Okay, yeah. She's uh, the uh, Bellatrix. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, she's delightful. She's also uh, wait. The- she sunk that low to be in that. I know. That's, I'm disappointed in her. I know. She's, she's Mindy Kaling on the rise yeah. there, but yeah, it's a little Yeah, Helen Bottom and Carter is a thespian of the arts. Yeah, yeah, come um, on. Yeah. I mean, you she were was in, incredible you were in Fight Closer. Club. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Probably my favorite role of hers. Uh, okay. Anne Hathaway, you got Sarah Paulson, who you probably don't know. I know Sarah Paulson. She was uh, she was in the OJ thing, right? Didn't she are? Uh, she was in OJ? Wasn't she the curly hair? What's uh, Marsh Clark? She played Marsh Clark, didn't she? Oh, that's right. She yeah, did. Yeah, come on. Juice. Yeah. Uh, you also got Kate Blanchett. Really? That's that disappointing for you. No, I mean, it does. She's wonderful, but yeah. Uh, and then the final two of the uh, eight cast, uh, you have Rihanna. Okay. She was in that for some reason. And sure. then uh, one that it might be a little off for you, but Aquafina. Do you know who that is? Oh, I do know okay. Aquafina. My wife is a huge fan. I just watched something with Aquafina in it. Oh, the new uh, Marvel movie. She's in a Marvel movie? Yeah, she's in the Shang-Chi. I don't know what that is. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Uh, there's Ten Rings. They fight dragons. Uh, they fight each other. Uh, his dad is kind of a jerk. Ten Rings? Yeah, she's Ten Rings. Wait, she is one of the rings? No, she is. Uh, what's her name? Katie. Aquafina. Aquaf- well, Aquafina. Oh, she's Katie in the movie. Yeah, she plays Katie. All right, I'm she's seeing She's delightful. It now. Yeah, she's she's nice. Yeah, she's delightful. She does the voice of uh, that dragon too, and that uh, the last dragon. I like her in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, yeah. There you go. I've seen three movies with her in it. How about that? Good job, dude. I know. And you're really proud of me. We're kind of moving up. Maybe I should go watch uh, some Ocean's Eight. I don't waste your time. What uh, what's the rating uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for that? Sixty six percent. Uh, I'm going to mm. over under 66% fresh. Oh boy. That's You're... pretty low, isn't it? Yeah, that's low. I, I, but I mean, I would even, I'm just asking. We'll see about that. Oh, actually, Ooh. interestingly enough. Now Super you were fresh. probably doing the, um, you were doing the, uh, the, the true rating, right? The, the reviewers rating. Cause there's two, you get the oh, audience yeah, get and the, the reviewers. Okay. Well, I don't know which, which, so we'll go the reviewers. That's the one most people look at 68. Okay. All right, right at it. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. forty-six for the audience. <laughs> See, I, I kind of feel like the audience one is more important. It is okay, especially with movies yeah. like this. When yeah. you get thrillers and action movies, you want yeah, to look at the, the audience. audience. Now, if you're going to a film to to experience ah. some complex emotion, read the reviews. Yeah, no, you don't waste no, 12 bucks. no, no, yes. no. Don't waste. Now, reviewers are. Well, they're like you. I guess that makes sense. Okay, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. What do you mean, intelligent? No. Um, Incredibly appealing. No, you're more concerned about what other people think about how you think than how you actually think you should Hot. think. I don't think that. Can I, can I say how dare something? How you think that about me? Can I say something that I found wonderfully delightful yesterday that I had completely forgotten about until the evening? Oh. I got a text message from you yesterday. Yeah. And I, I've met your wife a couple times. She's an absolute delight. But uh, let's be honest. Uh, the last couple of years... 
Nobody sees anybody, so I haven't got to see her recently. Uh, she had a kid. She did, and I haven't met your kid yet either, but uh, we'll get there. You know, he's not doing much now. I don't think we're going to get there. But oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll get there. Uh, yesterday, I filled in on uh, the smash hit show, AJ and Dusty. And uh, I was lucky enough to pick up a new nickname yesterday. You did. And uh, that nickname is Fartbox for anybody that didn't hear the show. uh, My new nickname is Fartbox. And so I kept signing out of the show. You're listening to AJ and Fartbox on 1080 The Fan. And uh, yeah, and you and you thought it was, oh, he's just rolling with it. This is pretty fun. And I'm like, cool. I amused Will, AJ, very disappointed in, I think, the entire thing. Uh, But I got a text message from you that I had no idea your wife even listened to your shows because mine does not. She uh, does from time to time. But if she's in the car and doing stuff. She'll flip it. But out. what was her reaction to AJ and Fartbox? Uh, she laughed just because of how uh, just accepting your of uh, the nickname. <laughs> like from the very beginning, it was a would you rather. I think it was would you rather your nickname be Fartbox or like Dump Clapper or something yeah, like that. Was. Something like that. And then uh, you didn't really hesitate. You were just like, yeah, I'll go with Fartbox. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Pretty easy one. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, uh, she thought that was pretty uh just pretty brazen of you just to just yeah. be like you know what i i already know i don't want dump clapper you give me fart box and i'm gonna ride with it and then yeah you just signed out everything fart box i just i just found it amusing that uh that is her sense of humor and uh and i like her more now than i even did before and I've always liked her better than you. Well, I will tell you this. I'll uh, even add on to that sense of humor. We watched Scary Movie 4 last weekend, and I think we just did it because we I were... love that. What year did Scary Movie 4 come out? 2012? Oh, no. Earlier than that? Earlier than that, yeah. Oh, okay. 2008? Then, yeah, maybe like the, the 08s. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the Scary Movie franchise is... Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. The first one is my favorite. I don't know where I stopped watching those. 2006 for Scary Movie yeah. Movie 4. The first one was 2000. Um, so we were watching this and the only reason we were really watching it was like, we were both exhausted. I think sure. this was like a sat. Yeah. It was last Saturday and we were both exhausted did you, from the kid and we were just like, did you know where the DVD was for no, scary it was streaming. It was streaming. <laughs> hey, I do have a DVD collection that I'm I will sure brag about. <laughs> I got some hey, choice. Hey, flicks, you bro. Grab, I know, but you know, what I might have to watch on, uh, on DVD. Mm. Remember hot shots. Charlie yeah, Sheen. you know what? I've seen one Hot Shots and it didn't do it for me. Really? I know. Oh, I know. I'm disappointed. I I don't know if it's Hot Shots or Hot Shots, hot shots Part D, mm. but we were watching The Morning Show. I don't know if you've seen The Morning Show on Apple TV. I watched the first season and I was okay with it. Yeah, second season uh, was was good, but one of the gals in the movie is uh, this Italian woman that meets up with uh, Steve Carell's character, mm. and I go, that's the chick from Hot Shots. And all I could think of was this one scene from Hot Shots that I probably haven't seen since, I don't know, 2002. And I'm like, I need to go back and watch me some Hot Shots. Anyways, you're watching Scary Movie 4. So we're watching Scary Movie 4, and we just put it on because we're just exhausted. And it was like 9 o'clock, and we hadn't, you know, we don't we don't really watch TV anymore. We still have cable. Sure. And the only reason I keep it is because of sports. sports yep. And we like to throw on cable news sometimes because you know, we're easily influenced. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> like we throw this on and the whole movie I'm watching and I'm laughing at certain parts because I've seen this movie probably 12 times in my life. And I still remember the part it's been quite a while since I've watched it before. So I'm laughing at certain parts. My wife is completely quiet. The entire movie, the entire, just nothing until we get to the very end where if you remember correctly, which Probably don't, but it's based on uh, uh, spoofing Saw. You know, the Saw movies sure, yeah, where you're cutting yeah, yeah, saw legs movie. off. Sure. And they're all in one of the Saw situations where they got like this head contraption on, right? The two women actors, Anna Ferris and uh, the other woman, I forget her name. But yeah. they were like that and they look at each other like, oh, oh my gosh. And then they look at the male, uh, male main character and he has a crossbow tied around his waist sure. with a silver object pointed towards his butt that's like cocked back. <laughs> and he goes, it could be worse. My wife starts crying laughing at that. 
<laughs> the entire movie. Just silent. Nothing. Silent. Until a yeah. silver yeah. object pointed at a man's butt, <laughs> and she just lost it. And but, then the... Ten minutes left in the movie. All she could do was think about that laugh. That's uh, awesome. There you go. I, I I would like to know what you were doing that reminded that that reminded her of. What do you mean? She's like, oh, that reminds me of the time that Will was doing that. No. What? My suggestion is when she saw that, it reminded her of you. Oh. Yeah. No, I think she just thought it was funny. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm. Kidding. Oh, were you suggesting that I like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, sometimes that you've been in situations similar to that. Oh, yeah, oh, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. like that I swing both ways. <laughs> no, no, that no, that, that's kind of thing you're into. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I, I just try to make yeah. sure that's what you're. I don't swing going. both ways. That's the way you no. go. Yeah. Not into guys. And so I reckon guys when guys are hot though. Mechanical crossbow engineering, totally different than guys. Which is the main reason I hate Ocean's Eight. There's no hot guys yeah. in it. Uh, the it's other, all hot women. <laughs> the other thing that I might do, which because I I think Hot Shots. Came out in what, like the early '90s, right? So uh, would have would have been uh, way back then. If I remember correctly, they had recipes in the credits. Oh, what? So in the final credits of the movie, they're showing like the art department and whatever, and then just spliced in there, they've got recipes for like uh, I don't know. I think it was brownies actually, but I might follow that recipe. I wonder if anybody ever did it. I might look up that recipe and see if it uh, looks like a real recipe. That's pretty awesome. I might make it. I like that. I might go back and make that recipe. I think today, since we're not really doing anything in my house, I am definitely going to throw on my Goodfellas DVD. Oh, there you go. Now, do you know why the Goodfellas DVD is so incredible? Ooh. The original Goodfellas DVD. I don't know, because I have the Goodfellas DVD, but the original was, we had the VHS of Goodfellas. Too. Right, but the original DVD of Goodfellas. Now, Goodfellas came out, I think, in 91 or 2, so that was right around when DVD players were starting to pick up. Okay. Okay. Why is it so incredible? I don't know. You got to flip the disc halfway through the movie. Do you really? <laughs> yes, you do. 1990. And I know the fella. exact moment, too. Right yeah. when his mistress is coming to confront his wife, she goes bah, 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 on the you know apartment bell. And then you got to flip that DVD. You know, it's interesting. That's very interesting. I remember liking Goodfellas more than Casino. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, but part of the reason that I liked it more than Casino is Casino was two VHS and Goodfellas was only one. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's what I'm saying. It was one VHS, but it was two or it was two sides of a DVD. That, my friend, is an old DVD. Yeah, that's... But yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid, it was like... Because I liked both movies probably equally, but when choosing between them as a kid of what movie went into the, oh. v, the VCR, it was Goodfellas more often than not just because I didn't have to switch out the tape halfway through. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize Casino's three hours. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a long film. Yeah, I didn't. Because yep. mm, yep. I am of the same uh, opinion, and I used to be the other way where I actually loved Casino, and I was meh with Goodfellas. But Goodfellas is one of those movies you watch it more and more and more, and you just oh, yeah. start to love it more and more. I, but again, both great movies. Oh, yeah. Both great movies, both great Joe Pesci performances, uh, and Robert De Niro, and the whole, it's just, they're greatness. Yeah. But again... If you have to put in a second tape, I can't believe it's two-sided on the DVD. That's funny. That was uh, Titanic, too. You remember Titanic? Was well, yeah, but Titanic, was, Titanic is still going. Like, that movie just took forever. It took, what, 90 minutes longer for the boat to sink in the movie than it did in real life? Yeah. Yeah. So, come on. Come Do you on. remember uh, I did. They... Go, I did go to high school with a gal that uh, watched the movie, I think, 14 times. While Titanic? It was in the, while it was in the theater. Oh, man. Yeah. It's such a waste of money. She loved the movie. What can I say? Who's the villain in that? Um, the iceberg? Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It's part of it. The iceberg is by far the meanest character in the whole no, movie. No, Billy Zane's awful. It's Billy Zane. Well, sure, it's Billy, Billy Zane. Billy Zane is but worse than on. the iceberg. Good. No, what? If I'm power ranking villains oh, in Titanic. Yeah, dude, Billy Zane is calculating. Uh, he is awful. The iceberg. Now, the look, drunk captain. He wasn't doing anything. He was just. The Iceberg was just sitting there. Iceberg just being an iceberg. Yeah, okay. Well, listen. Billy Zane just being Billy Zane. All right. You ready to talk? You ready to talk about the most exciting thing of the weekend? Mariners winning their opening day game a day late. Woo! That was pretty cool. Actually, it was great in the way they won. I liked uh, Jesse Winker's quote. I really like him as uh, a new Mariner. This team, here's the thing about this Mariners team. It, whatever they end up doing this season, 
I think they're going to be fun. It's a young team. Uh, you got some brash guys out there uh, and a great quote from Jesse Wicker at the end of it. We can do that. But right now on my TV, taking warm up shots. Tiger, Tiger, would you? The Masters, Will's going to be mad in, uh, I don't know, just a couple minutes. We're doing that next. It is The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Tiger Woods is warming up! How exciting! Look, he's hitting, he's hitting golf shots. He's, he's swinging his club at balls and then uh, they're going forward. Oh man, how exciting is this right now, Will Darkins? Uh... Good. I'm glad <laughs> golfers are enjoying it. Oh man, it is. Uh, it actually ended up being a very up and down round for Tiger. If uh, you are not a golfer and you do not care about this, or you do care about it, but we're not paying attention. Uh, yesterday, very windy at Augusta. Uh, Tiger came out of the gates. Uh, four of the first five holes, he bogeyed. Uh, then he ended up fighting back and finished uh, plus two yesterday. Made the cut, so he's playing on the weekend. Uh, he's plus one for the tournament and now he has an opportunity to go tiger mode and do something incredibly special. But even if he doesn't, why are you so mad about all of the coverage of tiger woods? Will? uh, you know, I think I came to a realization during the golf show that <laughs> like, I, I mean, obviously I should have come to this realization <laughs> Many hours, days, weeks, however you want to think about it before. But, you know, I, I think this is just kind of how golf fans are, I guess. It's just that, like, this this is entertaining. I mean, really, yeah. like, there there is actually competitive play going on. And, yes, and, there like, is. Scotty Scheffler, number one player right. in the world, is, is playing out of his mind. He shot a right. 67 yesterday in the afternoon when the wind was at its worst. That's crazy. So now they're showing... <laughs> um, Tiger Woods practicing on yeah. TV while there's actually play going on, by the way, there's, there's, there are people golfing in the tournament. Like it's like scores are being affected while Tiger Woods sure. looks to be just kind of warming up there on TV. Yes. I think uh, the issue I have with it is that th this kind of, this kind of goes to what bothers me a little bit about professional sports and it's hero worship. Okay. And I think that a lot of sports are really good at smelling BS and calling it out and kind of collectively as a fan base saying like, ah, we're tired of this. Okay. That's enough. Uh, LeBron James, I think right now is a really good example of that in the NBA. Ooh. I think everybody's kind of smelling it and they're like, you yeah, know but what? His team is terrible. Right. His I mean, team is terrible. That's he's, fine. He's still a very good 
player. Right, and, but he's but doing things. built around him is awful. Right, but he had a massive hand in building that team. He would did. you agree? He really did. Uh, he's doing things like midseason saying he will do whatever it takes to play with uh, his son. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That's kind of annoying. That's if I'm a Lakers GM or somebody up top, I'm kind of like, what the hell are you doing? We're playing right. We're trying to get to the playoffs. Why are you saying that? Uh, you know, he's just kind of making outlandish statement. Now he wants to team up with Steph Curry. He was talking about that in his what barbershop is, show. What and, is his uh, contract situation? Is he? Is he's got he, like two years, I think. Okay, because so um, he was sign. He kept signing one year deals. Yeah, you know, every year. Uh, but now the idea is that if he can just you know up and leave and go wherever he wants, would he leave Los Angeles? But you know, it's. I mean, you could trade him. Yeah, he, he well, he'd he have, technically do it. I'm sure that he has a no trade clause, so it's not like you could outpost him to New Orleans or something. I mean, again, I'm sure if the situation was right, he would waive it. Yeah, but um, uh, but getting back to the greater point, you know, I feel like NBA fans smelled that out and yeah. were just kind of like, we're tired of this. Can we get on to somebody who's playing well? Can we get on to a team that's playing well? NFL's done this in certain instances, though I will say a lot of times with Tom Brady, that can kind of waver, though I will give Tom Brady this, of course. He won a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Two years ago, so it's warranted to still love Tom Brady and to still really dude, put... wa- dude won a championship in the bubble. Yeah, hey. Tiger won in 2019. 2019, that's great. Yeah. Right. And then he got in a car crash, and then the car crash got more coverage than anything else. Now... He won in 2019, and then nothing really happened. Well, and then it was the COVID postponed it until November, and then he didn't. I don't remember him playing. They got in the car crash in February of last year, 14 months ago. Here's the thing about it: is after the car crash, many people thought they would never see Tiger Woods play golf again. So for him to make his comeback at the Masters mm-hmm. and play well enough to make the cut, I think just lets people, you know, realize that, like, oh, the story is not done. When they thought, like, that was it. We're done with Tiger Woods. Because forever, Tiger Woods has been chasing Jack for the the most majors in mm-hmm. professional golf. And because Tiger won at such a clip early in his career, I think people thought it was inevitable that he would eventually pass Jack Nicholas. And what happened was knee surgeries back surgeries, uh, the the world's most public uh, getting caught by your wife for cheating with every woman that you come in contact with for a decade. You had uh, the, the DUI in Florida. You have now the car flipping over in L.A. And people just go, oh, man, this is this is the end of Tiger Woods. Eventually, all of his bad behavior, all of his insanity off the course has caught up with him and he's done playing golf. We're never going to see him again. Now you have a guy come back. I mean, the the thing is, in the last two years, we've had two guys that almost lost their legs come back, back to play in their sport. Tiger Woods and Alex Smith made comebacks that have been miraculous. So I think we look at these things where you, you go, wow, what would have ended somebody's career for sure decades ago mm-hmm. is now giving the guy another chance. And this, this isn't Alex Smith. This is the greatest golfer that most people of my age or even a little bit younger had ever watched play live golf. Cause I didn't watch Jack Nicholas. I don't remember him winning the masters. I don't remember those moments. I remember tiger going out and winning his first and winning his last and everything in between. You just, it was must watch TV. And so for him to come back from something where I think a lot of people think he was done with it 14 months ago for him to come back, I think, think is is the big story here i don't know that it's necessarily hero worship but the other thing about golf is dude what if this guy does go out and win it people lose their minds a little bit i get that yeah i i I guess what i guess that's just kind of the issue that i have with this is that i feel like the the game like when you do this with athletes where you have a hero worship complex because let's not mistake it Tiger Woods is worshipped as a type of messiah or hero in the sport of golf. We just watched yeah. footage of him practicing when there's actually people playing and scoring and like yeah. moving up the leaderboard. But as a as a television programmer, you know what people want to see. Sure. Yeah. So again, that relays the idea. Sure. This is a golf messiah that everybody must stop and watch whenever he does anything. Yeah. And I think what is kind of concerning about that is that when you start to build that complex with anybody – 
transgressions are completely forgotten. And in fact, they're reframed as things that are part of a narrative of struggle, not part of a narrative of maybe this person is incredibly flawed and we shouldn't be putting them up so much. Maybe the idea that Tiger Woods getting into a car crash and then information about the car crash being kept incredibly private and police officers hiding evidence about it or having numerous affairs or him using the story of his life about his father and his father's transgressions in an HBO documentary to draw sympathy in some certain way. Maybe those are things that we should start to look at a little further as Tiger Woods, the person I understand Tiger Woods, the player, and you want to separate that and everything. But at a certain point in sports, you kind of have to look at the person and say, like, why do I like this person so much? Yeah. Because it's not just Tiger's play. Well, I, I agree with you. Tiger Woods is a transformational golfer, and he changed the game forever. But there's also something else about him that makes people attracted to him. It's obviously not his personality. He's about as boring as that wallpaper over there. But that is that's the interesting part about it is I think because of that roller coaster that you just described, I think that draws people in more mm. to watch to see what's going to happen. I don't think it's even necessarily, you know, everybody's rooting for him. They just want to see what can happen because when Tiger's out there, it pulls in more eyes. Now, the opportunity that lies ahead is for golf. Golf made this idiotic decision to have their, uh, what did they call it? Their player uh, oh, their compensation impact. Act. Yeah, the yeah, paper yeah. whatever. Uh, the player impact uh, performance thing that they created. Tiger Woods won that because it was based on how many times people search for you on the internet, uh, what percentage of, uh, of, of clicks go to you when people search on Instagram, all of that. Tiger Woods is the most famous golfer by a million miles. Mm. And then he gets in a car wreck. So, of course, people are searching him and want to know what's going on. He played in one golf tournament in the time the, in the time period in which they were measuring it. And then they gave him $8 million for being popular. And guess who was second? Oh, Phil Mickelson. Guess how Phil Mickelson most recently made headlines? Oh, for being uh, a little bit insensitive with his comments, losing all of his sponsors, and, uh, and all, all around just being kind of a, an idiot. And so now you've got these guys getting rewarded for that instead of just having them go and play golf. So PGA has an opportunity to highlight the guys that are playing well. Number one in the world played incredibly well yesterday. And I realize that not a ton of people outside of golf directly will be starting about talking about Scotty Scheffler, but they should. And more people watch the tournament, more people are going to see how good these guys really are. So. This uh, this text, I think, makes a fair point. Tiger Woods' story is compelling because 99% of golfers would have hung it up and headed straight to the broadcast booth, but this guy did everything he could to get back on the course and play the first round of competitive golf in almost two years under par. That's a very huge story, very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. I think there is something to be said about that. Yeah. Well, like you said, you, uh, you kind of came to that realization uh, a little bit during the golf show. So uh, the golf show has made an impact on somebody's life today, and we are thankful for it. Aww. There you go. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Um, all right. From here, we've got a kind of a sad story. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to do it in the Sports Center update? Well, let's talk about it. Uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away. So uh, he was in a car wreck. We don't have a ton of details, um, but we'll just kind of go there and uh, discuss that after this Sports Center update. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's...
who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Sad news uh, from the NFL. Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins dies after being hit by a car. So this happened this morning. Uh, The report from Adam Schefter of ESPN. uh, Presumably Haskins was in South Florida by invitation of Mitchell Trubisky, who invited his new teammates uh, to his home to work out and get to know each other. Uh, And then apparently this morning, we don't have a ton of details on this, uh, but it sounds like he was hit by a car and passed away this morning. He would have been 25 years old on May 3rd. Yeah. um, Boy, this one, like, I don't know why this, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a horrible, tragic death, but for some reason, this one just hit. I'm not an Ohio State fan, and I didn't really follow too much of Dwayne Haskins, but I think it's the idea that, like, somebody who was so young and still had a lot of promise to their life is gone. Yeah. And, I mean, really, he had a second chance with the Steelers. Like, we remember... Yeah, he was going to be Mitchell Trubisky's backup quarterback. So, yeah, there is a good opportunity there. Yeah. And, I mean, we all remember his kind of... uh, I mean, it wasn't a very good tenure at Washington. We all remember the, you know... Taking a selfie with a fan in the stands <laughs> when you were supposed, supposed to be, be kneeling, field, yeah, sure. or, or supposed to be taking a knee, um, which honestly to me I thought was hilarious. I thought it was really a funny. Yeah, he was moment. excited. Yeah, yeah, he was excited. It was great. But you know, I I think that too as a college football fan, that one hits a little bit for me just because he's kind of etched in my Rose Bowl memory of oh yeah. Uh, you know, beating the Huskies and really what turned into a pretty good Rose Bowl game. And, you know, it was Urban Meyer's last Rose Bowl, last game yep. with Ohio State. And it's just, it's crazy to think that these type of things can happen. And, you know, somebody who obviously, and somebody posted too on Twitter, um, you know, a picture of him yesterday afternoon, or it was a video of him yesterday afternoon. It was one of his friends taking him on uh, Instagram. And he was like, laughing, dancing outside of a training complex, just having a good time. And it's like, that guy's gone. Yep. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, no, 100%. And and you realize that, you know, I mean, this is a uh, quarterback that had all of the tools to do something. And you don't see it, you know, it, it's not an everyday occurrence, but it happens all the time in the NFL where a guy gets a second chance and is able to, you know, end up having a long NFL career because of it. You just end up, you know, in the wrong situation to start. And you always hope that they learn something, you know, when they when they miss with their first franchise. So, yeah, it's 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 very disappointing, and uh, it's a uh, it's a difficult one for Gosh. sure. But yeah, twenty four years old, twenty four years old, gone. And everybody's going after Adam Schefter because his initial tweet announcing the news. He's the guy that broke it. Yep. And uh, his initial tweet had read something to the effect of like uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, former Ohio state great who was struggling to get traction in the league yeah. after the Redskins has died at, you know, whatever the information was, everybody was kind of pissed off at him because they're like, Oh, you're editorializing a death. Yeah, I mean, I the, I've, yeah. I I pulled up two stories because I just wanted to make sure that we had a, the the details right, and both of them mentioned the same thing. So yeah, I mean, it's it's. But I think you know that's the interesting part about Dwayne Haskins' story, and I think that what makes this, at least for me, so kind of like hard hitting was the fact that like the dude truly did have a second chance with the Steelers, yep. and by all accounts, Mike Tomlin put out a, a uh, statement through the Steelers on their Twitter account saying that like, you know, I'm at a loss for words. This guy was incredible around the facility. Yeah. Like he was great. Everybody loved him. He was, you know, somebody that worked hard, somebody that, you know, put in the work every single day that people were, you know, gravitating to. And I think that, you know, in the NFL, that is so much of what is built in the persona for players is the fact that there's always a tomorrow. There's always a second chance. Yeah. You could get cut, you could be gone from the league, but there's always a second chance that you could, you know, get on the practice squad. You could go to the Canadian league. 
get yep. noticed again, get right back in the league. And Dwayne Haskins, I think, embodied that because he was at the highest of high, man. Well, he had yeah. all the tools. He had everything all everything he needed to be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it was just if you can figure it out, because that transition from being a college superstar mm-hmm. to being, you know, the the guy that it's a top 10 draft pick. You get drafted in the top 10. Yeah. You end up on a bad team. Yeah. And then you have to be the savior and go in there where everything was so easy in college. And sometimes it is hard to make that transition. But uh, very unfortunate. Dwayne Haskin dies uh, this morning after being hit by a car. 24 years old. Uh, would have been 25 May 5th. So. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, from that, we move on to good versus evil. That is next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a real possibility. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I wanted to come home. You know, I did try to make it happen. It was a real possibility on it happening. Um, you know, just things didn't work out. You know what I mean? That's DeMar DeRozan giving a half-assed attempt at explaining why he didn't go to the Lakers this past offseason. The Los Angeles Lakers missed out on a place in the NBA playoffs this year after suffering a seventh consecutive defeat on Tuesday. LeBron James on the bench for that loss. He's also been shut down for the rest of the season. It's just the fourth time in his 19-year career he's failed to appear in the postseason. True or false? LeBron James plays for the Lakers next year. I think that's true. Um, I don't think you move on from LeBron. He's not the problem. Um, what I'm waiting for is the uh, the conspiracy theory coming out after the Lakers somehow win the first overall pick. That's <laughs> the one. That's the one that I'm waiting for. All of a sudden, LeBron magically uh, shows up uh, to draw the numbers or whatever, and uh, they end up winning the the draft lottery. That would be the one that would get everybody, I think. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think LeBron's there. Obviously, they've got a ton of work to do. Apparently, they think firing Frank Vogel's the answer, um, but I don't know how that is. But yeah, you can't you can't help the team that's uh, put around him. Uh, you can't blame him. It's the team that's put around him. Whatever happens, happens. Because mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day, like it's out of my control. Yeah, and I know that. And so, I have enough security in myself to where I can be like. I know I'm a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know I can be a good quarterback in this league. I've proved it. Um, and I know there's a team if, you know, something happens that would want me. There's cover model of the February issue of Butch in Monthly, Sam Darnold. The Carolina Panthers have spent the offseason seeking to replace the quarterback, but he's displayed some confidence during an appearance on a Barstool Sports podcast. Carolina General Manager Scott Fitterer. Fitterer. Recently began the offseason by saying the starting job was quote-unquote open. The team then pursued Deshaun Watson to the point that they were willing to give up three first-round draft picks. True or false? Sam Darnold is a starting QB in the NFL next season. Not for the Panthers or for the Panthers. Either way, the question, starting QB in the NFL. Yeah, I... Boy... I do not much like Sam Darnold in the way that he plays quarterback, but I also think he played for the Jets, and I don't know what uh, Matt Rule is doing with the Carolina Panthers, so I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't seen the best of that, of uh, Sam Darnold, uh, but I don't know if next year he's going to get his shot. I do think there's still going to be a lot of quarterback movement. Baker Mayfield's going to be cut at some point. Uh, you've got the draft where people are going to go and overspend uh, to get some uh, mediocre quarterbacks out of the draft that they're going to slot in the starting spots. Oh, boy. I will say I will say he starts a game. I don't think he starts a season as a starter. Starts a game? Yeah, I think I think a team that needs will have a platoon uh, mentality and get a few guys and see what sticks. Uh, he'll start a game, but he won't start the season. Interesting. What? How much do you appreciate Nuggets Nation, what they do for you? I love them. I love, really love them. Deep in my heart, I really love uh, the Denver Nuggets fans. They have the devil's always on my side, even when I didn't play, now when I'm playing. So the devil's always on my side, and uh, I appreciate it. I love you guys. I love you. 
Sportsman, that crushes baby birds with his toes as a side gig to make more money, Nikola Jokic. Jokic became the first player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season. He had 35 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, and 5 steals Thursday evening in the Nuggets win from the sound you just heard. Should he be the MVP again? I, I mean, I think so. When you, that's... That's three categories that we uh, revere very highly and be the first guy ever, ever with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists is something uh, something to kind of stop and think about because he's he's the guy on that team. I mean, he's, he really is the guy that you have to stop. But there and is he's six, a center. But there is sixth seed. But there is sixth seed. Is, is he really the most valuable player? Joel Embiid's probably the other guy. He's a four seed. I wouldn't be upset if they gave it to Joel Embiid. I wouldn't be upset if Jokic won it again. Um, but we just fall in love with numbers so often. Uh, look at Russell Westbrook's triple-double uh, MVP, and it feels very similar. Uh, I I think it goes to Embiid. Big personality. That's okay. a hot take, Luke. Yeah, I know. So hot, it's I have to get an oven mitt to yeah, yeah. hold it and look at it. Sure. Tell me more. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and this one comes from the world of Hollywood, Ooh. or specifically television. Oh, silver more, screen, huh? More specifically, Wait, a television quiz show. Oh, now you got me. Is it Googler? It's not Googler. Oh. They did not accept your pilot. I'm sorry. What? I know, dude. I know. I don't know if you watched the uh, latest episode of NBC's Weakest Link this past week. Did you? Did you catch that? I did not know that was uh, still a thing. Who's hosting Weakest Link? Because I'm sure they got rid of the uh, the British lady, the snotty British lady uh, two decades ago. Yeah, they replaced her with Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch? Yeah. Eh. I know. I yeah. I don't know. I like Jane Lynch. She's fine. But yeah. I liked her in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. That's kind of where it stops. She's great in that. Yeah. Anyway, there was a uh, quiz answer that uh, I had to play for you because it's just uh, it's just incredible. I will tell you as a uh, primer, uh, this person definitely looks like they know nothing whatsoever about movies. Martin Scorsese has nine Oscar nominations for directing, but his only win was for what movie? Horrible of films. I'm going to have to guess and say eight mile. The correct answer is The Departed. He won the Oscar in 2006. Eight mile. So I'm going to have to guess. I mean, the only movie that I've seen <laughs> is Eight Mile. So, And the guy does not look like an eight mile watcher. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> I think he probably does. That's nothing to I think, indicate. I think you're missing on who the eight mile watcher is. That's nothing to indicate about his race or anything like that. It's just to say this guy looks like a banker. Like, yeah, I think that's your eight mile. That's audience. an eight mile watcher. Oh yeah, totally. And just listen to the to listen to him gathering up and mustering the courage to answer it. Martin Scorsese has nine Oscar nominations this. for directing, but his only win was for what movie? Horrible films. Sure are. <laughs> I'm gonna have it. to guess and say Eight Mile. I just, uh. <laughs> the correct answer is The Departed. He won the Oscar in 2006. What is, I want to know what Jane Lynch's face looked like when he said Eight Mile. She went, what? <laughs> Jeez. Eight Mile. Oh man. To be fair, he did guess. He did. Well, and, and <laughs> to be fair, he, he admitted that he was horrible. Like somebody goes, I'm not very good at movies. Maybe good fellas. Like, sure. You know what yes. I mean? Like, that's fine. Right. You make that guess. You get a Scorsese film or just guess like a gangster movie that maybe he did or maybe like, uh, I don't know, Donnie Brasco or something. Yeah. Or an Oscar winning film. Sure. Now, to be fair, again, 8 Mile did win an Oscar for its soundtrack. Yeah, it did. There but you go. But a film from a legendary director, you yeah. could even, if he threw out Forrest Gump, I wouldn't have even played this because I'd go. <laughs> All right, he's at least doing the math of like, let's see, uh, Scorsese, I, what, popular what, in the 90s. I'll yeah. pick a 90s film. What I would like to know is what his second guess would have been. <laughs> I, Cinderella? I, <laughs> Pocahontas, I don't know. I, I'm terrible Poca with movies. <laughs> Pocahontas. Three's Company. I, yeah. 
Oh, uh, man, I don't I'm, know. I'm terrible with movies. Jeez. Uh, uh, I don't know. Two kittens? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I assume it's a movie. Boy, I haven't watched a lot of movies. I don't, I don't know. The Civil War, is that it? That's the, oh, all right. Uh, Wednesday? What? 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 The day of the week. I know, I've told you, I was horrible with movies. He could have said anything, but that just, uh, that, I mean, there's nothing worse than that answer, in my opinion. I'm just, you know what? I'm horrible. I'm just going to go home. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to, I quit. Can I just, I, can I just leave? You could have done a children's film oh. and I would have, I, because the thing is, if you would have done a children's film, I would have then known he's like really not caring enough. He's just like, all right, I'm just going to take the L on this Are one. you more likely to embarrass yourself on a trivia game show or like a performance, athletic performance game show? Like uh, you have to go on to like Dancing Wipeout. with the Stars or something? Yeah, there you go. Dancing yeah. with the Stars, Wipeout. Uh, that was that stupid game that uh, Dwayne Wade had people in a box uh, juggling ping pong balls or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, think, or, I think it's called The Box. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Or uh, or a trivia show. Mm. Um. Which one would I embarrass myself? Yeah, more? more like which one are you more likely to embarrass yourself? I the physical one because oh, yeah. in this these situations, I feel like I'd be able to give like decent answer. I'm not saying I'd get a lot right, but like yeah. if I'm guessing, like I I would at least get in the ballpark. Like eight miles, not in the ballpark at no. all. It's it's on Mars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where your head's at if yeah. you're thinking that. It's horrible films. <laughs> I'm going to have to guess. Else? I don't know. I'm not great at these things. I don't know. A ham sandwich? That'd <laughs> uh, be it. Tuna fish a movie? No. No, it's not. Or you know what you should have done is like, just go, uh, 40-year-old virgin? You were in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Um, that was Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is delicious. You should eat it. They have two locations. Burnside, East Burnside, right over there. Uh, 52nd Woodstock, right over there. I'm pointing so you guys know where to go. Or you can order their food right online. Take it to go. Just run up. It's already cooked for you. Go to ate-oh-ate.com. Order it. It's delicious. Uh, looking at hour two, I think we need to kind of talk about the uh, end of this NBA season. It is just about over and for some teams that's a very good thing other teams are just getting started we'll talk about that our two center and saint next this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.